little apprehensive with recording this because I do not want to come across as criticizing women and mothers and mom shaming because that's not what this is. Yet, all I ever do is offer different perspectives and a different lens to things because of the way I view things. And I think this is what makes me unique is I call myself a thought provoker because I'm constantly looking at normal situations with a different lens and I can offer a new perspective a lot of times, which, you know, may or may not help you. So what I want to talk about today, it is taking a critical eye into something that's happening on Instagram right now. And I don't want you to feel guilty or ashamed if you've done this behavior, but I can't control your emotional state. And so if this happens to you, please look at why. Why? Just please look at why. And we can't change the past. If you knew better, you would have done better. But you didn't know better, so you couldn't do better. That's just the truth of life. But now with this information that you, that you will hear, maybe you will do better. And that's all that matters. Going into the past of what you've done or shouldn't have done doesn't matter. So a very, very common situation that happens in today's world is that a mother outsources her power when she goes to, you know, well visits with her baby or child and asks the doctor, oh, what should I do? What do you think about this? Oh, you want to do this? Okay, sure, do this to my child. This is a very, you know, common situation where a woman outside outsources her power to the pediatrician or the OBGYN or whatever it is, if she's pregnant. But this same energy exchange where the mother puts the doctor as an authority over her child and an authority in her parenthood experience, this is happening on Instagram. This energy exchange happens when a woman deems some influencer mother or crunchy mom or something, you know, some woman on Instagram as an authority and then asks her what she thinks she should do about her child or her baby. And this happens a lot with the woo-woo, crunchy, natural, home-birthing influencer moms because they are empowered with information. They have taken the time to read information and discover and research topics and information themselves. So they are empowered with information that they make decisions from. And then these other moms, you know, recognize that they have a lot of information and they want to pick their brain. But what happens when a mom, you know, asks an influencer mom on Instagram, oh, mm, should I give my child the hepatitis B vaccine when they're born? Obviously, it's a valid thing to wonder and question. That's what we should always be doing with everything and anything that goes into a child's body is questioning and 
questioning, 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 what is it and why? 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 But when a, when a mom doesn't research and empower herself and instead outsources the decision or just picks the brain, you know, and asks an opinion of someone else that they don't even know, you know, a lot of times on Instagram, that mother is still in a disempowered state. And she probably looks to this influencer mom with envy because this influencer mom is so confident in her information and her decisions because she is empowered with information. And you, for some reason, you know, this mom that's seeking validation or permission or wanting help, they're not empowering themselves with research and information. I don't know why. Maybe just laziness or maybe she's afraid of feeling her own power, afraid of trusting herself. There's a lot. This this is a huge topic. This is a huge psychological inner topic that is really, really, really deep because a lot of it goes back to trusting yourself. As a mother, if you have intuition, do you trust that information? Can you trust yourself? Or do you outsource that trust to someone else, like a doctor or an Instagram mom? So the problem with either going to a doctor and saying, hey, what should I do with my child? Or asking an Instagram mom, hey, what do you think I should do with my child? You are not empowering yourself and you are staying in a disempowered state and you will perpetuate that as your parenthood journey goes on. Things change when you take your power back. Things change when you stop Googling. Things change when you stop asking opinions of your six closest friends about what you should do. Things change when you start choosing to trust yourself that's when things change that's when you gain your power back and no one said it would be easy no one said it would be easy that's why no one wants to do it because it's not easy but do you want to operate from a disempowered state for your entire parenthood journey or do you want to start trusting And taking your power back now. Because that's what will feel better eventually. Not right away. Because the switchover isn't easy. I mean, maybe it can be for some. But the switchover from outsourcing your power to taking your power back. That's a transition. And that's a learning curve. But I think that's when suffering ceases is when you stop needing permission and validation and from everywhere else, from Google, from from doctors, from Instagram moms. And then when you could just trust yourself. But, you know, we don't even trust ourselves if we're not a mom. You know, say you're a single woman and you're dating and you have intuition about, oh, this guy isn't right for me. Do you trust yourself? Do you, do you trust yourself with that information? A lot of us don't. 
And I personally think it could go back to childhood when we were doing things that brought us joy or we were doing things that our inner voice was telling us to do and we were we were punished or shamed for doing these things that made us happy or lit up our soul. One very small example of this is when I was maybe seven years old, I saw this cute little purse at uh, a friend's house. And I learned in my hypnotherapy session that this purse was so beautiful to me because it was a Native American like beading. It was peach beading and it, oh gosh, it was so beautiful. And my seven-year-old, six or seven-year-old little self recognized this Native American artistry and my soul wanted it. And I, I really, really, really connect with my Native past lives. I believe in past lives, obviously. And I connect with my Native American past lives the most. That's like what's potent in my, in this life, my now. So when I was six or seven, I saw this person at my friend's house. And looking back, I learned this in my hypnotherapy session that this purse triggered this Native American like energy in me. And that's why I wanted this person. So I stole it. I stole this purse and I got into trouble, big trouble. And what I learned through my hypnotherapy session that I had a year ago is that I, from that experience and probably others, but from that experience, I had to stop trusting my inner voice and my inner desires and wants and needs because it led to being shamed and it led to being punished. So I got in trouble by following this you know, inner yearning or desire or whatever it was. And it was just a story. It's just a story to illustrate that as children, we continuously got in trouble for having fun, doing what we wanted, doing things that made our heart happy and our soul sing. That we just got it kind of beaten out of us. And obviously stealing is not right, but for a child in a child's brain, what gets communicated is, oh, my inner desire is bad and I shouldn't follow it. So then I can't trust my inner self. I can't trust myself. I need to listen to an authority to tell me what is good and what is wrong and what is bad and what is good and blah. Over time, over hundreds of times of this happening in childhood, I think this is what happens where we just shut ourselves off from ourselves. We no longer trust ourselves because it, we got in trouble way too many times. We need to listen to other people then. You know, we have to listen to parents and teachers and governments and bosses and we're all programmed this way. We're all conditioned this way. And once we see this, then we start unraveling it. And getting the muck away, like reprogramming what our inner voice is, what our intuition is. So for a mother that is outsourcing her power and she doesn't want to trust her intuition and she doesn't want to trust herself, it is the big, big, big journey of rediscovering your inner voice your inner soul your inner wisdom 
that most of us have shut off for a long time. So rediscovering that voice is a huge journey, but it's basically what I talk about on this podcast. It's what I talk about all the time is the mother is consistently aware of her fearful mind of, of, you know, thinking of all the worst case scenarios of her child. Oh my God, this can happen. This can happen. This can happen. That's what the ego does. And it does it so well. It thinks of all the fearful scenarios. So then a mother can really, really act from that place. Or if she's really tuned in and tapped in to her soul, her inner voice, the part of her that is connected with the divine, she could move from that place. She can act from that place instead of her fearful mind. So of course this leads back to, do you want to parent from your fearful mind that is always getting you to act out of fear and the what ifs Or do you want to act from your inner peace, your inner voice, the part of you that is so wise? And anytime you ask it a question, it surrenders and it trusts so easily. We can choose to parent from our mind or from our soul. And this is a constant theme because... I just see it everywhere. Almost everything is done out of fear. But how would parenthood look if it was done out of trust? Trusting that your child is its own sovereign being and the universe has your child back all the time. All the time. Always. How would you act if you really lived that out? Anyways, I'm, I'm kind of getting sidetracked <laughs> because I really want to express how this Instagram energy exchange between, you know, s- thinking an Instagram mom is an authority over you or to you or whatever, how the maiden mother energy plays into this. I've recorded other podcast episodes, maybe just one about how parenthood is an invitation into feminine wholeness. And I discuss the maiden to mother energy, like archetype transition. I talk about it there, but I'm going to kind of debrief it here because it has everything to do with this this Instagram exchange that's happening. So maiden energy, the maiden archetype is what most women are in in our 20s because we are maidens. Maidens don't know who themselves are. They seek external validation and permission because they don't trust themselves and they don't know their inner wisdom. They're not connected to it. Um, They're basically princesses that want saving and rescuing. So they really, really look to authority figures to tell them what to do. They want permission. They seek validation. They want to be saved. They want to be rescued. And they just want to please everyone. They want to be liked and they want to, be, they want to please. But what happens is that this is an important energy to be in in our 20s. It's not bad. It's not wrong. But what happens a lot of times 
is that when women birth kind of in, in the medical system and they have these traumatic medicalized births that they believe the hospital or the doctor saved them or the baby, which is a very, 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 very common story. Very common. These women endure so much trauma and then they are programmed to believe that the hospital saved them or their baby. They, that perpetuates the maiden energy that they were saved and rescued. And they didn't know what they were doing. They were just these little girls that needed saving. So then they start their motherhood journey, their postpartum journey in maiden energy because someone saved them and they were rescued. They needed rescuing. They needed saving. So then this maiden energy is perpetuated and they're in postpartum in maiden energy. They didn't graduate to mother energy. Because then they are in postpartum and they aren't empowered. They don't have this intuition and they are viewing this doctor that saved them as the authority. So then in postpartum, they're like, help me, save me. What do I do with my baby? My baby's not doing this or this. Help me, help me. I need help. I can't do this because she couldn't do it in birth. So she could have, in my opinion, she could have birthed her baby herself but the medical system sabotages birth to keep mothers as maidens to keep them dependent on the medical system this is how their bills are paid by keeping women disempowered and needing them needing doctors as the authority because then they will keep bringing their babies to every single well visit every single month or whoever it is but the truth is is that you do not need to bring your baby to a doctor's visit ever unless your baby actually needed an emergency. But well visits are not for you. <laughs> like Those are an arbitrary, fake, made-up thing so that the hospital makes money, so that the doctor makes money. You do not have to go to any well baby visits ever. Nothing. No one ever. Nothing. Because there are no rules on motherhood like that. Those are fake rules made up to keep you in line, keep you disempowered, keeping you from your power, and keeping the doctor as the authority. So then you keep running to them every time you need help and you need saving. They stay as the authority figure because every time you go to them, they make money. This is the system. It keeps you from your power so you keep needing them. Because the truth is, if a woman birthed at home in her power, unassisted, then just took care of her baby from her intuition, from her inner trusting, who would make money? Who would benefit from this woman that knows her power, knows her intuition, and she trusts herself? Who would make money? So when women often experience this traumatic birth situation, 
Then she gets stuck in Maiden when she becomes a mother. And this is a problem because she did not graduate into mother energy then. Mother energy is a wise woman that knows and understands her intuition and then trusts her intuition. Her intuition is her leader. Her intuition is her authority. She does not seek permission from anyone. She does not seek validation from anyone. She advocates for herself, her baby, and for everyone else. My favorite sentence is, a mother moves the tides and she does not let the tides move her. A maiden just seeks to be liked and to be pleased and the mother just knows who she is and that's it. She's a mighty force. She is a mighty, mighty force that knows who she is. She doesn't care if she's liked. She just does what she knows is right for herself, for her inner voice. Maidens have a hard time saying no because they just want to please, but mothers say no without explanation. They don't need to explain. Mothers are empowered and they know their creative force and they know their power. And so with these crunchy Instagram moms, I think they display this mother energy. And a lot of these maiden mothers, so mothers that are stuck in maiden energy are observing these Instagram mothers that are truly in mother energy, displaying mother energy. You know, they don't give a fuck. They're like, this is who I am. You don't mess with me. You don't mess with my child. Like, I know what's right for me. That's the energy they're in because they're in mother energy. And I think these mothers stuck in maiden recognize this mother energy and seek it and want it and they can recognize it but I just don't think they know how to get there because this isn't really a topic that's just you know out there and so if you are a mother that you and you feel like you're stuck in maiden energy now is the time to take the reins And empower yourself with information, with research. Stop outsourcing your research. Stop outsourcing this action of discovering information and making decisions to someone else. It's time to take your power back. And how do you do it? You empower yourself with the information that these other mothers attain and get it for yourself. I truly believe knowledge is power. The more I learn, the more empowered I feel. I don't think that needs to be everyone's route. But in this Instagram way, I think so. But researching so that you can make empowered decisions yourself is only one part of the equation. The other massive, 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 massive part is learning what your inner voice, your intuition feels like and what it is and starting to trust that I have a million podcasts on this topic you know the difference between fear in your body and trust in your body the difference between your intuition and your mind 
So I do think this Instagram energy, this energy exchange that's happening when a mother seeks validation from a different Instagram mom, you know, someone she might not even know, I do think it is the same as going to the doctor and saying, hey, what should I do with my child? It's the same energy because it's the energy of a maiden not trusting herself, a maiden needing external validation and permission when this woman that's stuck in maiden energy, she needs to graduate to mother energy. And that is done by going inwards and figuring out your intuition. That's the biggest piece of it, is learning who you are, knowing who you are, standing by who you are, believing in who you are, trusting who you are. This is why a huge part of graduating from maiden to mother energy is the birth process, in my opinion. Because traumatizing medicalized birth perpetuates maiden energy, I truly believe birth was designed to graduate a maiden to mother. So I believe birth the way it was intended to be was to birth alone at home or in the woods at home because that's how it was designed to work. It was designed to work only by the birthing woman. That's it. She doesn't need help. The body knows exactly what it's doing. It has this sequence of perfection of hormones that creates the birth process. And if it's not interrupted, if it's not sabotaged, birth works perfect it was made to work it's the natural process it's the natural order and so when I listen to unassisted home births which is free birth I believe that is the process from graduating from maiden to mother because it is the process of trusting yourself and trusting your body and I do believe having a midwife in your house It could perpetuate the energy of the midwife being the authority and you want the midwife to save you and you're looking to the midwife to save you from your own body, from your own birth and you could have a home birth with the midwife in maiden energy because you're still looking to the midwife as a savior. That's something I woke up to majorly this year. So I think the biggest piece of childbirth is that to graduate to mother energy, to make that graduation, to make that transition, that bridge from maiden to mother, it's going through the underworld of birth where you are afraid and you don't know if you can do it, but ultimately you surrender and you trust yourself and your body and your baby and you do it. And once you experience and know that you can birth your own baby without any help, without any saving or rescuing, you can do anything. Then you go into your postpartum knowing you know what's best for your child, knowing you know what's best for you. You don't need help. You You don't have an authority over you because you just did it. You trust yourself. So this is how I believe medicalized birth, having someone at your birth that is an authority over you, 
sabotage, can sabotage the process that is meant to make you graduate from maiden to mother energy. And a lot of times it's sabotaged, it's stolen, and then you are stuck in maiden, and then you're in maiden postpartum, which is a major, major cause of suffering because you needed someone to save you from your birth so then you don't trust yourself in postpartum, that you don't trust yourself as a mother. This is one of the biggest reasons I am such an advocate for unassisted home birth because it is the experience where a woman learns how to trust herself and that she can do hard things that she did not think she could do. And so once she gives birth on her own without any help, without any saving, without any authority over her, she can do anything. She is so empowered. She is the most empowered woman. And she knows the voice of her inner wisdom and her inner intuition because she had to listen to it throughout her childbirth. That was her learning. That was her practicing. So then she walks into parenthood so empowered. But some women are afraid of their own power. They're afraid of feeling this. And so if you're one of these women, it's time to go inward and ask why. Why are you so afraid of your own power? I think it's different for everyone, but I think when you own your power and you take responsibility for yourself and your baby and your childbirth and everything, then if something goes wrong, then you are responsible. And you can't blame the person that you put as an authority over the situation. And that's a whole other episode. That's the inability to take responsibility. So then why are we afraid of taking responsibility? That's a whole other conversation. That's a whole, this, these are such deep topics. And I'm just trying to explain them in like a short digestible way but I like these are huge massive deep topics so I just want to do a PSA that obviously asking for help is so essential and critical but there's a difference between you know because a lot of mothers don't ask for help and that can be a problem and I'm not demonizing seeking help and asking for help that's not what I'm doing but there is a difference between needing help to be saved and and wanting help to be rescued versus just needing community. There is a huge difference with that because in our modern world, a lot of women are solely alone. They're working a 40-hour week while parenting and that's just not how it was meant to be. And so we're alone and then women are doing the role of the masculine and the feminine and they don't have community. So we need help. Women need help. But there's a, there is a difference between wanting to be rescued and just needing community. The last point I'm going to make with this episode is that I want you to really be aware of whether you're a mother or not. Who and why do you go to certain people in certain situations? So say you have a problem or you have an issue and you don't know what to do. 
although I would I would argue that your intuition is telling you what to do but you didn't listen to it and now you're in your head and you're like I don't know what to do I don't know what to do so you think you don't know what to do so then you go and seek all these opinions from your friends or your family or whatever but I think we purposely go to specific people knowing kind of what their advice is going to be to then confirm what we already know so say you have an issue and then you go to this one specific friend to talk it out or ask their opinion I want you to reflect on why did you go to that specific friend did you know you were going to get a specific type of support or a specific type of opinion because a lot of times we go to certain people to reconfirm what our inner knowingness already says So recently I had this woman on my Instagram say, hey, I'm pregnant and she's like, I know I'm healthy, but my my doctor keeps saying that I'm not gaining enough weight. She's like, "Uh, but I know I'm healthy and my doctor keeps saying I'm not gaining enough weight. And she's like, what do you think? And I said, I can hear your intuition in that message. You know what is right. You know, you just said that in your in your message. So I think you probably are just seeking permission to trust yourself. You want confirmation that it's okay to trust your knowingness, your inner wisdom, instead of listening to your doctor. You know you're fine. You know you're healthy. You know you're, you're great. Can you trust that? Can you trust your intuition? Can you trust your knowingness? Even when your doctor is saying, hey, this isn't good, this isn't okay. Can you trust yourself? This is the journey. This is the experience of learning how to trust yourself. Is having an authority figure tell you something and you know it's not right. Can you trust yourself? So I think we go to specific people to confirm our inner knowingness a lot of times or just for them to give us permission to trust ourselves. It's very, very interesting. So a lot of times when people come to me asking my opinion or something, I just reflect it back to them. I said, what were you hoping I would say? Why did you come to me? What were you hoping I would say to you? That's your answer. That's what you need to know. I don't need to say anything because you're just trying to reconfirm what your inner voice is probably telling you. This is what we do. This is the journey of trusting yourself. And it's not bad. It just takes practice. It takes practice. And, and I think it's a continuous practice. But eventually we do start seeing the signs a little more. We're like, oh, Ooh, I'm going to this person right now because I am trying to confirm my inner voice and I don't necessarily need this person to confirm it anymore because I noticed the pattern. I noticed the pattern. That's self-awareness and that's what it's all about.